Welcome to another episode of Salvation Solutions. I am Aviance. I am Aramis. And I am Pastor D. So today, you're going to touch on a scripture which was <laughs> <laughs> like, er? Uh, right, um, right. So Matthew 6.33. Mm-hmm. So seek ye first, kingdom mm-hmm. of God. Um, so when it comes to that scripture, I basically think of all of the things that we want in life. Right. Which is what I'm pretty sure a lot of other people say, oh, let me go after God first and then I can get this house or then I can get, you know, my dreams right. and my desires and I everything. I win this lot. Oh, I got to You know, and then I get them numbers. I'm gonna That's right. God going to give them to okay? me. Okay. Let me, let me go ahead and talk to God first. What are you doing? Right. Right. <laughs> so that's what I'm sure a lot of people bring out of that scripture. But you actually say that that scripture is all about power. It's all about power. So why don't you dive into that? Yes. It's all about, it's all about power. Uh, if man is truthful with himself, every heart yearns for power. Power is something that man was intended to live with, was to have power. And that power wasn't a perversion of power like we think of today. But it was a power, first and foremost, to control yourself and your circumstances. It was it was power that man first received from the source of power, which is God Almighty. But what we got to understand is how was man first delivered that power? What structure was man supposed to operate that power? Once we understand that, then Matthew 6.33 becomes simplified. That power for man to control himself and his circumstances was God's original intent. What man lost in the Garden of Eden wasn't religion, wasn't heaven. It was power to control himself and in circumstances. If we understand that, when God so, when God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air and everything that walk creep upon the ground in Genesis chapter one, verse 26. Then in Genesis chapter one, verse 28, he said, and the Lord blessed them. And he, and he put a mandate on them to be fruitful, to multiply, to replenish, to subdue and have dominion in the earth. That's all power statements. That's all about power. Well, let me ask you something, because when you when when the scripture says that, you know, to have power over, you know, the fowl of the air and birds and sea. People don't care about that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, when I'm dealing with life, I don't care about having dominion over right. fish. And it, right. So so did God mean something more than that? Because that that is null and void to someone yes. who's like struggling in life. Wonderful, like, wonderful thought. That. No, that's wonderful thought. Well, when God told man. To let him have dominion over the birds of the air, the fowls, everything that creepeth upon the ground, the fish of the sea. We got to look at all those things as resources. As resources. What is it that birds mean to the earth and to the land and to the land prospering? You know, birds help pollinate other areas of life. Pest Pest control. I mean, there's there's aspects to birds and fish. And, 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 
and animals that man man needs in order to experience and live life. You know, man was supposed to have dominion over all of the resources. When God told man to have dominion over the earth, he was talking about the gold and the silver and the copper and 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 the ground and 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 tiller. He said, remember he said he said he didn't he didn't make it to rain, uh, to, to, to rain upon the land or or to water the land because there was not a man to till the ground, to work the ground, to cause the ground to produce what it was originally intended to produce. Man was supposed to have dominion. When we what we gotta be able to see in Genesis is but we, what we got to see in the beginning is what we see at the end now. We got to be able to see when God told man in Genesis to have dominion, he was telling man, build an economy, create a heavenly economy in the earth, put, a, put together a structure that's based upon gold being your, your, your source of revenue and build, build in the, a structure that everybody can benefit from. I mean, when God told Adam to have dominion, he had 2021 in mind. We got to think about it. We got we, we to think like that. He, he didn't intend for Adam to stay in a garden where there was no building, where there was no cars, there was no plane. All that was already seen by God already. But Adam is the seed of what we have today. Adam's scenario, the scene that we have in the garden was a seed. The full manifestation or the develop. We haven't even seen the full development of it yet. But where we currently are in life is a part of that process of getting to the end. But the garden is a seed. That's how we got to see it. So I think someone would ask, why didn't God just say that? You know, because <laughs> I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to be very practical here. Because, right, okay, right. if God, for someone, someone would say, if God saw the end of a thing, why wouldn't he just say that from the beginning? Why, why is he still speaking in riddles, as they say, you know, Jesus spoke in? So, well, why is remember we got a word for everything now okay the bible says it is it is for the glory of a king to seek out a matter mm -hmm. right um god doesn't hide things from us but he hides things for us remember if this when, whenever we're dealing with god we gotta we gotta we gotta always bring it back to this one thing we gotta always bring it back into this one thing and this might segue segue me into another thought but it's all about relationship with god <laughs> it's all about relationship. It's all about relationship. Anything that pulls you away from God is religion. But everything that draws you to him is all about kingdom and relationship. See, God will hide things from you, hide things for us so that we might pursue him. He's not technically hiding it from us. But there's a purpose. See, I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna put this over here because I know Aaron is gonna. He gonna. He gonna come over here to look for it, and I and I want him close to me. So he will hide things for us that we might pursue it. Which brings me to this thought. <laughs> Which brings me to this thought that when it comes to living living the life God has called us to live and living the Word of God. It's not something that we apply. <laughs> it's not something that we have to apply. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I'm trying, I'm trying not to go there. <laughs> it's not something that we apply. Just real quick. Just real quick. No, it's not going to be real quick. Because now I'm going to have questions with this too. All right. We'll stay on track. We'll stay on track. We're here now. We're here now. Well, I mean, it's just, you know, you you hear stuff a lot of times, and and again, you you know you hate to be the one that's always you know pointing stuff out that's not perfect. The Bible says the good, the the acceptable, and then there's the perfect word of God. 
I believe God says he's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. It's going to be a church that's walking in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, I, I use the word perfect, but when I'm saying perfect, I'm saying complete. Part of the word perfect means to be complete, mature, whole. Who's walking in a whole. And when I say whole, I'm not talking about, you know, I'm, I'm talking about something that's complete, a whole revelation, a complete revelation, a full revelation. The Bible says the path of the just is as a, is as a, 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 a shining light which burneth brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. As you walk in the light, as he is in the light, then, then we see him, we see him in a whole nother dimension. Well, when you walk in light and you live in our light, then more light shines, it's able to shine to you. Well, the more, the more light that I'm just, I'm just seeing things in a manner, um, that, that, that will cause you to, you know, when you hear stuff, you'd be like, well, man, that, man, I don't know. I don't know about that. When the man was saying, well, you got to apply the word of God to your life. It's like, oh man, I don't apply the word. Dang. I don't know about that. Like, I don't know. The one thing that I'll say about applying the word that relates to what we were talking about is I don't need to have a relationship with God to apply the word. There's no intimacy in that. There's no intimacy in what they mean by applied word is read the Bible, get a head knowledge of the Bible of what, it, of what the Bible might mean. And then whenever you, you know, need to apply it, you then apply it to your life. Like, like it's a, you know, like it's some sort of application. Right. Like you apply, like not right. It's a physical, like that's, that's not how this thing is lived. It's lived from the inside out. There's no oneness in that. Like I don't have to be connected to God. That's not how it works. Anything that, that doesn't, that doesn't, I'm talking about that doesn't scream of intimacy and, and, and connection and oneness with God is religion. Anything. So when you say just, if you know, well, you got to apply that to your life. Well, how, like, like you can't apply a person. The word is a person. You don't apply. You don't apply Jesus. You become one with him. But that's what religion teaches you is, is I mean, not, not only is God still working, but he, he's he's out doing these things. So if you're if you're applying the person, so to speak. It's because you think he's still working, right? Oh, that one right there, bro. Is that that one right there is a powerful one. I mean, that that is a foundational revelation that we all got to have, especially we're gonna be if we're gonna seek power. If we're seeking out the power, you got that he is finished, right? He's finished. Listen, he's finished. He said this. He said this. He said this. All power in heaven and in earth has been given unto me. I give it to you. Go ye therefore. That's it. He finished. Listen, it's, I'm done. Like I, I gave you all the power. I'm done. I'm going to sit down. Now y'all got the power. Go get the job done. Talk to me when you need to. I'm here to lead you and guide you into all the truth. Don't come begging me though. Don't come whining to me about what I told you to do. Don't come asking me to move no mountain. Don't come, don't come asking me to do that kind of stuff. Don't come asking me to lay hands on the sick. Don't come actually do that stuff. I gave you the power to do that. I know that's I know that's ruffling some religious folks' feathers right there. I know it is. <laughs> I know it's getting all up under their skin. They done, they're probably gonna turn this off right now. I know that's messing with them. Only the preacher's supposed to do oh, it. Only the listen, man listen, of God's right, supposed right, to do it. Right, right, right. Don't you know what I'm saying? Don't they go to running the guy for all that stuff? Listen, God ain't in control like that. He ain't in control like that. Uh, I can't wait for that part. You know what I'm saying? So we got to deal with that. We got to deal with it and. And, and this, 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 this idea of, of, you know, applying the word, there's no intimacy to that. 
and everything about everything, everything about seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness is all about the intimacy. And out of that intimacy comes a power that every heart yearns for. Mm. So question, though, yeah. because there are some people who are applying kingdom principles to their life and they're making out very well. Mm. So would you say that even without the, the intimacy, there is still some power that comes out of applying the word to your life? I would have to be I would have to I would have to know more about their life, you know, um, because how I would say that is the, the word is manifesting. See, we give birth. You give birth to power. You give birth to the to the kingdom of God. You don't apply it in that sense. You give birth to it. So I would have to know more about that person. You know, we 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 say we say apply, but that I don't think that's the appropriate way to see it. That's looking at it from the outside in. We got to see it from the inside out. It's not about applying it. It's about it's about giving birth to it. Like 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 Mary had to give birth to Jesus. The same way the word came in is the same way the word manifests itself. It manifests itself through birth. We give birth to the word when we be, when we become one with the word. The woman and the child are one. They're eating off the same food. They're eating, they're using they they're, they're living off the same water. They they're one. They become one, and then they, ultimately she gives birth to the child. Well, when we become one with the word. Right. When we become when we become um, uh, 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 so so connected to the word of God that that what the word think, I think what the word say, I say how the word feel, I feel we give birth to that word as as those moments come up. That's when the, that's when you see the manifestation of power. When you see the manifestation of power is when you become one with that word. I, I would have to know more, but I, I don't know. I don't know if applying. Well, let me say this. I do know applying the word is not the right way to see it. I know what they mean by it, but it just it's just it's it's not the right way. It's not the right order. So I, I, I like the way you put it, and this is probably not gonna make it to another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you put it when you spoke to me about it. it, it it's you're you're consuming the word. Right. You, you, it's it, you know, when 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 the body consumes food, right, right, you ingest it, mm-hmm. then you digest it, then you uh assimilate, uh, assimilate it, yeah. right? And, and and that is a very practical process to 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 use to visualize how we consume the word because mm-hmm. the like you said the only thing that we have to do is consume after that the body goes to work right we just you know what I mean the the investment of of time to sit there and consume that's the only work we do right then 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 the payoff is what the body does with it after that that brings it out and and gives and gives birth to it like you said. Um, that's that's the perfect. Way I could have said it better myself. <laughs> that's perfect. That's how it works. No, that's how it works, and that's perfect. It's the same way we ingest the word, we digest the word. That's the meditation process. Ingesting the word is reading it. The digestion is considering it, meditating in it, and then I become one with it. Now, as moments manifest in my life, when I need a a a a um, response to love. Now it's in me for what's for that word that's in alive in me to come forth. When I need to respond with forgiveness, not because I've digested, because I've ingested the word of forgiveness, because I've meditated in what it means to forgive, and love has been manifested in my heart. Now when it's time to forgive, it flows out. It flows out. See, there's a rhythm and there's a flow to life in the spirit. If I'm in the rhythm and I'm in the flow, I don't have to apply anything. It just, it just, what's in me manifests. And so, you know, I would, I would, I would love to examine a person's life who says they're, they're applying the word because, you know, 
a lot of times we don't know what's really contributing to our success. We really don't know that. Um, a lot of things we think is the reason why something happened. Nine times out of ten is not the reason why something is happening. See, that's why the Bible says to examine yourself, to be sure you're in the faith. And part of that examination is to see if I'm believing right in that particular instance. But I got to know, I got to know, you know, the, the, the ingredients that go into, you know, living the life that God has called me to live. You know, it all, it all comes back to power, though. It all comes back to power. Even that, that, that subject matter deals with power. Man is after power. Man is after the ability to control himself and his circumstances. And when we look at why Jesus came, he came to restore power. He came to make make kings. He came to bring kings to the earth. We talk about the discipleship process. Well, we talk about the discipleship process as if that's the end of why Jesus wants to connect with, 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 with his disciples. Discipleship is not the end of why we disciple. The end of why we disciple is so that we can manifest kings and queens in the earth. That's what it's about. Jesus came as a king and he wanted to multiply and produce kings after himself. He says, it says, um, it behooved him, it behooved him to come and give his, give his life for us uh, that, we may, that we may be likened into the, the image, the image of his son. What's the image of his son? Kingliness. It's all about kingliness. It's about walking as a walking in your royalty. It's all about walking as a monarch, walking as a, as one who who is a who is a leader um, in a in a kingly manner. Discipleship is all about king making. The mind of the king is to make more kings. The mind of a king is to manifest the the wealth and the power of a king in the lives of those who are willing to to follow and connect with them. So I remember a podcast a while ago. You were speaking how you know God is into family. Right. You know, he's into his his Man. kids. So does does that actually go hand in hand when you speak about him wanting kings and queens in, in, in the world? Is that as important for him to have family, to have children? Like, is that the same thing to him? We were talking earlier. If you don't understand Jesus coming as a king with a kingdom. You won't understand the Bible. The Bible is all about a father and his family, a king and his family. It's all about, that's what it's about. Family is what God is after. Oneness in family. Everything, everything has to do with family. Everything has to do with community when it comes to the kingdom of God. God, in, in God's mind, a son, a king, a royal, all that is in the same, is in the same family, right? Sons are kings. Actually, they're kings in waiting, really. They call, they might, we might call them a prince, but they're kings in waiting is what they are, right? So sonship, daughters, queens in waiting, right? So that, that's what it's all about. They're princesses, you know, until they become a, until they become a queen. So, so that, that's what, and that's, and that's what, that's what Jesus came to restore. He came to restore kingliness in man. He came to build kingliness. That's why he started talking to us about using our words. We talk, we've been talking about the power of words. How does a king govern his territory? With words. Right? How do you govern your life? With words. That's why he talked about that. A king has a certain behavior that, he, that he's supposed to demonstrate, that he, that he exudes as a king. Right? 
A bruised reed he shall not break. A burning plaque he shall not, he not, he shall not quench. He's, he's, he's a gentleman. He's a lover. He's a comforter. But he's authoritative. He's powerful. He gets the job done. See, when we look at Matthew 6.33, prior to that verse, there was some concern about what they're going to eat, what they're going to drink, how they gonna, where they're going to sleep. He says, don't worry about that. Kings don't worry about that kind of stuff. He says, what I got to do, I got to get you back to functioning like a king. I got to get you back to thinking like a king. I got to get you back to acting like a king. I got to get you back to being wealthy like a king. He says, don't worry about those things. He says, your heavenly father know you need those things. But here is how he's going to solve that problem for you. Seek first the kingdom of God. Okay, now. When we first thing is when we think when we read that word seek there, that means to ascertain the mind of God. When you're talking about seeking first king, we're talking about the renewing of the mind. We're talking about changing the way you think. Stop thinking like a peasant. Start thinking like a king. How does peasants think? Peasants think servitude. They think employment. I was in a conversation with a with a, with a man the other night, and and this man said this man said that. The job, the, the idea or the concept of a job is, is, is another form of slavery. Mm. Mm. Yeah, another form of slavery. That's what the man said. Takes your time. I said, amen. Yeah. Right? See, see, religion thinks like a servant. A servant thinks like, thinks religiously. Right? Get a job. God's an entrepreneur. He's an owner. He's a CEO. He's a boss. But are you, but are you speaking against? People who actually want to be employed, though? No, I'm not speaking oh. against that. No, that's a great starting point. It's a great starting point. Right. It's a great starting point. We all got to start somewhere. But the mindset is that it's just a seed. It's a seed. It's a starting point. Right? Eventually, God wants you to be in control of your time. But what were we talking about earlier? I need my time back. The Bible says, redeem the time. Remember, we got a scripture for everything. Redeem, <laughs> redeeming the time. <laughs> redeeming the time. How do you redeem your time? You got to buy back your time. There's only one way to buy back your time. That is to detach your time from, from wealth creation. God never intended for you to exchange your time for money. He intended for you to exchange your gift set for money. Not your time. Right? You exchange your gifting for money. You exchange your, 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 your wisdom for money. You exchange your know-how for money. Not your time. It's only one way. We got to get out of a mentality of exchanging my time for money. You don't have enough time when you associate your time to, to, to your, uh, your income. You, you don't have enough time to, to make it unless you get an extremely, you know, um, um, high paying job like a professional athlete or, you know. Or an NBA floor cleaner. Goodness it, gracious. You see, they make 80 grand a year oh, to go and wipe the floors after a player's slip and fall. Right. I mean, so. So, but the point is, you, your time wasn't, wasn't never intended for you to train, exchange your time for money, right? So, so the idea of, the idea of, of a servant is not what God intended for man. We talked about this, I think it was the last podcast, when the prodigal son came back. His mindset was to be a servant, was to be an employee. Right. He said, you ain't gonna be no, you ain't gonna work for me. You ain't gonna be no employee. No, nah, you forget about that, son. You're a son. You're a king. He said, listen, go get the robe, go get the ring, go get the shoes. He about to go, he about to function like a king. Right? That's what it's about. Power. Power. 
We want power to control ourselves and our circumstances. We want the power. He gave us the power to control ourselves. That's he dealt with sin and he put his spirit in us and he put his love in us. That's how we deal with sin. Right? That's how we deal with controlling ourselves. Our thoughts, our emotions, our will, our desires. Then he gave us the power to control our circumstances. He gave us a gift set. He gave us a, what we call doma. The word doma is the word for gifts. Where we get our word dominate from. You're supposed to dominate through your gifting. And then he, then he deployed us. See, a king deploys his, 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 his um, I'll call them sub-kings. He deploys his sub-kings to where he needs them in his kingdom. And, and then he pays them a kingly wage. Right? That's the idea of remuneration. So we got about six minutes left, I think, mm -hmm. somewhere around there. Um, oh, wow. What, what, what is the threshold between uh, kingdom power and, and well, the, per, the, the pursuit of, of kingdom power and the pursuit of worldly, like fleshly desire? You know what Society I mean? Because, power. Right. Because yeah. there, there's, you know, okay, I, I look at it like this. If I walk into a job, and I'm looking around and I see that, you know, everybody's doing things backwards and, and, you know, if they do things this way, it'll move much faster, more efficiently. So it, in order to kind of take over, I start, you know, subverting certain people and making other people look bad on purpose and all, you know, just to get to that point of power to change the atmosphere around. Me, right. Mm -hmm. it, it, where, where, what's the threshold there to let me know whether or not I'm operating in, in a kingdom way or a fleshly way. Right. No, I think you just said it. I think you just, in that question is the answer. You don't have to, whenever God gives you power, whenever God gives you authority over a particular situation, you don't have to be conniving. You don't see, that's what got Jacob in trouble. He thought he had to trick Esau up in order for him to fulfill the destiny that was upon his life. You don't have to do all that. No, you don't have to do all that. God will, God will, the Bible says a man's gift maketh room for him. Right. Your gift will make room for you. I don't have to make room for myself. I just got to operate in my gift. Right. Once you operate in your gift, then folks around you will see, man, he need to be he need to be leading this thing. Right. Because if there's two words, when Jesus says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, in other words, ascertain the mind of God, the mind of the king. Right. Which is what enabled David to be who he was because he went after the mind of God. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. The word kingdom, the idea of kingdom, two words that epitomize kingdom is power and order. God has given us the power to establish order in the earth, in your, in your sphere of influence, in your niche, in what God has called you. He gave, he gave you the power to establish authority, establish order in that particular area. If there's a problem in the music industry that needs to be put in order, he given you the power and authority to put it in order, to create music that's in, in line with the kingdom's orientation of how music is supposed to be. If God has given you, he's given you the, the administrative gifting that you have meant to bring, that's about, that's all about bringing order. That's all about being clear. That's all about eliminating confusion and chaos. Like, like chop that thing up. This is how it's going to be. <laughs> like, man, no, 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 no. This, this order, yeah. right? That, that's the mindset behind it is to create order and harmony and rhythm to, to the functionality of a business, right? That's what it's about. And, and when we talk about this seeking for the kingdom of God, it's about the, the power to establish order and his righteousness, Righteousness doesn't mean, you know, not wearing these kind of clothes and not going to the movies and not doing this. No, righteousness is about being in right standing with the king's mind for you. What is it that the king thinks about me? What is it that the king has for me to do? That is when I'm when I'm walking in the course of that, when I'm thinking in the course of that. Now, now I'm I'm right with the king, not just positionally, 
but vitally, but as it pertains to my life, practically, you know, I'm, I'm in line with the king. So there's, there's two sides to our righteousness. There's the positional side and then there's the vital side, the side that speaks to my life. When I'm when I'm when I'm righteous, that speaks to my position. Righteousness speaks to my actions, speaks to my condition and my actions. So when he's talking about seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, he's talking about you doing what God has called you to do. You being deployed and being in that place or that discipline that I've called you to. Once you are in alignment positionally and you're doing what God has called you to do, you're going to be able to monetize that. Now, whatever house you want to live in, whatever kind of clothes you want to wear, whatever kind of food you want to eat. You'll be able to go do it however you want to do it. And we ain't got to spend time. Well, let me say it like this. We ain't got to waste time praying for God to do things that he's already given you the power to do. That's why man is after power. Man is after power to control himself and his circumstances. When, you, when God, when Jesus came to give man power, he was saying, listen, you're a king. Don't worry about that. Focus on what I've deployed you to do. Focus on what I've gifted you to do. Operate in that. And all the money you need to care for, for this stuff here, you have. So then before we end it, I would like you, if someone says, okay, I really want to dive into it. I I, I, I want to see how I can, you know, actually uh, ingest and, and digest this. What are some scriptures that people can start to ingest and digest in order to be able to birth this out? Like what are some scriptures that come to mind? That's a great, that's a great question. What I, what I, I, I would, I can only give people what I have and what I've done. I tell you what I do. This is exactly what I do. Now, if you can, if you can establish this discipline, then God will be able to give you so much. Every time the Lord gives me a particular, I'm, I'm led into a particular subject matter. For instance, the kingdom of God. When I'm talking about two, two, two aspects of ministry that the Lord led me to from the very beginning. The first one was the kingdom of God. The second one was the faith life. Those two things. Well, what I did when, and what I still do, a subject matter might come up pertaining to um, you know, uh, forgiveness. I'll go to my concordance. Nope. I'll pick up my phone. I'll go to my phone. If you got a good Bible app, I'll go to my phone. I'll, I'll hit the search button and I'll type in the word forgiveness. Everywhere the word forgiveness is shown, I'll read it. I'll read it. Kingdom. When you type in the word kingdom, everywhere the word kingdom is mentioned, I can say this. Every scripture and it's, it's been 20 years, 25 years. Every scripture that has the word kingdom in it, I've read. Every scripture I've read. Most recently, every scripture in the New Testament, because I want to just read the scriptures in the New Testament with Jesus in the Gospels, but Jesus used the word kingdom. I read every scripture in the New Testament. So I just I just go through and I, and I just meditate in them. I think on them. I think on and and the revelations regarding the kingdom of God just they just they just erupt they just burst floor. I'm, I'll be listening to somebody, I'll worship God, and I'll, I'll be worshiping, and then these thoughts will just come up about the kingdom. Every scripture pertaining to faith and the faith life, I've done the same thing with. So when you talk about if I could give someone some scriptures, I would tell them to do it that way, right? And 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 if I had to name a few, the first one would be uh, Matthew four seventeen, where, where Jesus said, "Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand." I got to talk about that. That word repent is important. See, no, this is important. How much time we got? Where we at? Two minutes. Two minutes. This is important. So, so this is important. Let me get this in. Let me get this in. <laughs> the idea of repentance, because if you don't repent, if you don't repent, you can't grasp the kingdom. 
That's why you say repent. And the word repent means to return to the original way of thinking. In other words, to think the way God originally intended for you to think. To think like God. To think the way God originally intended for you to think. <laughs> That's funny right there. Right? The idea of repentance is the original idea for, is to means to, to return to the original way of thinking. It's to think like a king. That's what Jesus was saying. He says, think like a king because the kingdom is at hand. But if you don't think like a king, you won't understand the kingdom that's before you. You won't understand the power that I'm giving you. That's why you got to repent first. You got to go. How did God originally intend for man to think? Like a king, like him. So you got to start thinking like a king. Because if you don't think like a king, that's why he said repent first. Because the power of the age that comes before you, the power that you were originally intended to walk in and live with, I'm bringing it back to you. But if you think like a peasant, you'll never enter into it. Man, I wish we could go on. Oh my God, that, that, that's, that's so important. That's so important. Maybe we'll pick up there next time. That's so important. Kingdom seekers are power seekers. Kingdom seekers are in pursuit of power. They want the power to control. There was the, I, don't, I, don't want, I want power over poverty. I want power over sickness and disease. I want power over chaos and confusion. Man wasn't intended to live in, that, in those things. Jesus came back to give us power. Not a religion. Not no heaven. He came to give you power. So that you can overcome poverty, disease, uh, 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 deficiencies, desperateness, death. Power is what Jesus is after. That's what we got to tell the world. He's after power. God, Jesus came to give you power. If you under, I mean, that's what's going to attract the world to you. It's power. Man was talking the other day about why, why, why men are departing and not coming to service. He said, because we're not talking to them about anything that's relevant. You know what a man want? Power. He want power. You start talking about power to a man, you get his attention. You start talking to a man about power who don't have power, you get his attention. Power to build wealth. Power to, to, to manage relationships. Power to subdue his emotions and his flesh. You get his attention. Jesus came to restore power. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> okay. Well, that has been another episode of Salvation Solutions. Make sure you like, you comment. Uh, we want any of your questions. He has every scripture <laughs> in mind to answer any of your questions. Um, until next time, be blessed and be safe.